0: Before we get to today's episode of Off the Bench on the Wizards Podcast Network, we want to remind you to download the Wizards app on the go and in the palm of your hand. The official Washington Wizards team app is your mobile home for all things Wizards. Everything you need to know when it comes to game previews and recaps, radio broadcasts, and stats, all at the touch of a button. You can even access the Monumental Sports Network and the Wizards Podcast Network with ease. Download the official Wizards team app today.
1: What's up, Wizards fans? Welcome to another episode of the Off the Bench podcast presented by the Alibaba Group and part of the Wizards Podcast Network. I'm Jackson Filio, joined as always by Zach Rosen. And this here is our first episode in uh, what is going to be our exit interview series over the course of the next couple weeks. We spent the day taping interviews with a number of guys on the team as they came through the facility before heading out for the offseason and talked to them about highlights from the season and Uh, what they love most about playing with this group, where they can get better moving forward and some fun uh, basketball and non-basketball plans they have for the offseason. On this episode, you'll hear from Bradley Beal and Robin Lopez. And over the course of the next couple of weeks, we will release the rest of those interviews with the guys. But first, Zach, let's look back on this season a little bit. I think if you asked any team across the league, they're going to tell you that this was a a rocky roller coaster ride of a season. But I, I think The Wizards have a lot of room to say that their course was particularly treacherous. They make a a blockbuster trade days before reporting for camp. And, you know, it's a slow start to the season. And then there's a, a, you know, a COVID situation and a midseason turnaround. Russ breaks a record. Brad has another excellent year. Um, And then the absolutely wild push for the playoffs. What do you think you will remember most about the season when you look back on it a couple of years from now?
0: I mean, I think, first of all, the fact that (laughs) – Russell Westbrook trade was in October and it feels like it was so much longer ago. Um, but that, yeah, that really jumpstarted what was an absolutely wild season from start to finish. Um, I think I'll remember just, you know, there's been some lows the last couple of years and I, I, I wouldn't say I felt lower than, than those years. Cause I, I always felt like this group had hope um, they had the talent, people were just injured and, and the the schedule was really tough the first, you know, 50 games or so. And the way that they came together, I mean, it was just like such a special group to be a part of. Um, and I and you've heard every player, Coach Brooks, Tommy say that, you know, it's not no one likes to brag about going 34 and 38 and getting the eight seed through the playing game and all that stuff. But this group, like really considering where they were and how far low they were, um, really you know, should be proud of everything. And I know that's been said um, over and over already um, by the players. and You'll hear them talk about it again um, on this episode and, and, you know, some other uh, exit interviews, the moments that stand out will always be the Brooklyn game. It's kind of the first game where you're like, all right, this team could be really special if they can put it together, just a wild, wild win that you, you don't really see that every day by any means. Um, the playing game win over Indiana was just—I forgot—I was watching highlights at the facility earlier today, just on the the boards we have in there. Like, man, I forgot how much of a beatdown this was because you know we've played five games since with the Sixers, um, but getting that playoff experience is really important. Um, the eight-game winning streak was some of the best ball the team has played over the last decade. Um, so, and that that obviously took place during the seventeen and six stretch, but just to have those great West Coast trips. Um, it's a memorable year. And the funny thing is, like, I wasn't even with the team as much as I usually was the past couple of years. Like, usually I'm with them every step of the way, but with travel and everything and the restrictions, um, it was crazy how I felt. And I know you'll feel the same, like, because of the Zoom and how often we talked to them, like, we still felt very close to the team, regardless of proximity.
1: Yeah, and I think if you, those things that we watched happen, the, the different chapters of the season are so important. When you look back and tell the story of this team, you know, if you got in a time machine from the opening of training camp to right now and you heard, you know, eight seed first round exit, it's easy to be a little bit let down by that. It's easy to want a little bit more out of this team with, um, you know, some of the guys on this roster. But if you if you look at the specifics and the different things that they had to go through this season, it's unbelievable. I can't remember if it was Brad or Russ that sat at postgame, but this team essentially had every possible reason handed to them to quit and they didn't. Um, and that's a credit to the leadership in the locker room. That's a credit to Scott Brooks. That's a credit to, um, you know, Tommy Shepard and building a culture. And I think culture is the biggest thing that we've heard from guys over the course of the last couple of days here. And, you know, you, you hear guys say the culture has changed. It feels different. Um, but so many teams say that it's an easy thing to say and try to speak into existence. But then when you watch the way that this season progressed, it's a pretty clear indication that there's truth to it, that it's not just, you know, just words being said by guys to make it sound good, a, a loss to end the season. It's very clear that something changed with this team. Um, I mean, yeah, look, I, I've been here, I've seen it. Something changed.
0: This group was different. Um, To what you're saying, the culture was so much different. Like Brad said, there was no drama all year and it was different.
1: And that's, that's exciting. They have checked that box and that's an important first step, but it is a first step. Now you have to build on it. Um, You have changed the culture and now it's a matter of what you do with it. There's a lot of teams around the league that have great culture that don't win championships. At the end of the day, the, the goal is to win a championship. So you've taken care of a very important first step and now you have an opportunity to, reassess and, and, and build on it. What are some of the things that you kind of see as opportunities for, for growth with this team moving forward?
0: I mean, I think it starts with their young players need to take a jump, kind of like Rui did this year. Um, You know, I think you've invested a lot in Rui and Denny's lottery pick, So can we see that same thing out of Denny next year? Well, he'll be healthy. You get TB back, which is like, you almost forget because there are three centers that were like, playing really well together. But like your your clear start <coughs> starter the start of the year was out uh, most of the year. So I mean I think this team will probably be pretty aggressive. They were Tommy, you heard it from Tommy and, and Brooks today. Like they want to be aggressive. They want to re reform this team, but they have a really good solid base with Ross with Brad, Denny, Rui, Bertons, Daniel Gaffer now, who's almost like as they said, Getting another lottery pick. I mean, he is a lottery pick talent, um, and still only twenty-two. So um, that's exciting. Um, and so you kind of just have to address some things. I mean, it's pretty clear there. There's a need at wing, um, and no one's shying away from that. But think about all the contributions they got out of these guys that they got on the margins all year. I mean, it's it's pretty remarkable um, how every guy really stepped up. And you look down the roster. I think every player played a pivotal role in at least one game during the year. So. That's special in itself, uh, and then I think the other thing is just how do we go back to normalcy? How do we, how do we get our mindsets back to so like we need to bring it every night? We need to we're playing in front of fans. We need to take care of ourselves in our free time because the one thing that was different about this year was the regiment was so strict because you had to test, you had to do all these things with the team, and you were forced to be in your own routine. So how can these guys that are younger, especially? make sure they keep that doing that. And you know what? The answer is easy. They just look to Russ and Brad. They'll show them the way. Um, a lot of these guys I think will be in LA at some point in the off season besides DC. I expect them to work out together, um, you know, not as a team activity or anything, but just together. And, and, you know, really get to bond more off the court. I mean, it was hard, man. Like there's so little things they could do, but you felt like by the end, like this was a very close knit group. Uh, they could get on each other, the younger guys, Um, probably couldn't get on the the vets as much, but uh, it helps to have kind of those bridges like Ish, Rolo, Bertans, who who could message what they needed to message to Brad and and Russ as much as they talked a lot to the
1: group. Yeah, and it's interesting with this team. So many of the pivot points are these young players. And when we talk about young guys, it's so easy to just look at what they've done and assume that it's going to be some version similar to that moving forward, maybe small increments. But – it's hard to account for. It's hard to predict the leaps that these guys can make. Um, you know, we saw Rui get better this year. I don't know if I would refer to it as the full-fledged leap that people talk about. If He could make the leap, you know, year two, yeah. to year three. And then if he does make the leap, how big is the leap? How crazy is it? Does Denny make the leap? And, you know, we talk about Rui, Denny. We kind of package them together when we just talk about the Wizards young group just because they're the most recent two first-round picks. Daniel Gafford absolutely belongs in that. Group, I think with what he showed over the course of the second half of the year and the potential that he has and kind of listening to him talk about where he thinks he can go this off season and how much better he can get. I I think you're kidding yourself if he's not in that group. Um, And that's kind of what's exciting for me is when you have the two stalwarts of the team in Brad and Russ and then so much um, room for improvement in a good way. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of teams in the league that have room for improvement. That just means they're not very good. I don't, I don't think that's what it is with the wizards. There's these guys where you can very easily visualize them getting a lot better. And that's exciting. That's, that's improvement that you can predict. I mean, he, Davis Bertans, even, I mean, he, he said it himself today. He was not his best self this season. That is, um, that's another area where like, if, if he can return to his, 2019-20 um, form a little bit, that unlocks all sorts of other things. And everybody had reasons for not necessarily being themselves this season. I don't, I don't think it will be hard to look back on this year and cut some guys some slack for um, off years. And you know, when you consider the, the guys that can make a jump or, or get back to their old ways or you know, even just do little things that can unlock all sorts of, of new potential for this team moving forward, there's plenty of reason for optimism.
0: Yeah, and with Gafford and Rui, I just feel like – and Denny, too. I think Denny has so much to unlock, um, but he was a rookie. And we saw the same thing with Rui last year. It was hard to unlock his full arsenal when you already have, like, all-stars in your backcourt and everything. Um, But I think those three guys, like, there are clear places they can grow, right? And they have great work ethics. They all want to do it, and they're all young, but they're all – think Rui's 23 now Gafford's 22 Denny's 20 like it's pretty clear what they can be and if they're dedicated to doing it and the Wizards stay on them like they have been I mean that's your that's basically your starting five of the of the immediate future right um plus Thomas Bryant plus Davis Bertans I mean I don't know if Bryant or Gafford starts next year probably just depends you know um what the matchup is to start the year how they're playing if who gets better, how Brian's feeling, like all that stuff. It doesn't even matter. I mean, we know Berton's what he brings and he doesn't need to start. So it's, it's a really like those seven guys right there, like that's a really good foundation. Um, So you got to look at free agency trades draft. You still got a first round pick. I think they will be 15th, you know, so there's a lot of exciting things to take from, from this season. And I I feel that optimism with the group, with the fans. Um, But the, the key is like, you know, we, the team feels the same way. They've been the eight seed a few times. They've been the four seed. What's it going to take to keep getting better? And they have to continue to go with the process. It's a process um, driven game. Th- these days, the league is all about the process and you can't have these goals. Like you have to make the playoffs every year and be the eight seed. Like, I don't think they went into this year being like, we got to make the playoffs and be the eight seed. I think, one thing led to another. And it just like, by the time they turn it around, they're like, why not go for the playoffs? We should. And that's the point of the playing game. So, um, and then a few years ago in there, the eight seed was because John Wall was hurt. So um, it was still a, a feat to get in that year. Um, so, how do you keep building, but still like, do you have to do something to get exponentially better? Or do you think you have the building blocks to, to be competitive for the foreseeable future? And I think they do. And I think it's just going to require a little maneuvering here and there. And we'll see what what Tommy Shepard does. I mean, look, the man's got a great track record so far. And uh, we're excited to see what he can do.
1: Yeah. And, and to this point, he's really defined his tenure, I think, by those margin moves and, and picking up guys that, um, you know, often go forgotten in, in trades. And then you turn around and it's like, oh, man, this guy's starting or this guy's making a huge impact on the team. And um, those accumulate over time. And we're kind of starting to see, uh, you know the fruit of of those moves, and um, and it's exciting. And I, I think Zach, before we we get out of here, I, I think I can already kind of feel us uh, doing what I, I think a lot of Wizards media and people that talk about this team do. It's so easy to get excited about um, the young players and the inflection points and and the room for improvement, and take for granted these just two pillars of the organization that the Wizards have right now. In, Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. And what they did over the course of this season, I I think shouldn't be overlooked. Brad averaging 30 again and then averaging 30 over the course of the playoff series um, and just being an absolute rock for this team um, is unbelievable. And then to watch Russell Westbrook do what he did, um, it was a slow start to the season. It took him some time to get ingratiated to uh, this team on the court. He was fighting through injury. Um, and in retrospect, it, it's obvious that there was something, uh, you know, non-basketball related in terms of his injury that was bothering him. And once he got that right, he was a completely different player. And in the second half of the season, he was one of the best players in the league period. Um, the, the triple double run is what draws the headlines. Uh, and you know, it, it should, I mean, he just became the NBA's all time triple double leader and the averages are crazy. Um, You know, those games against the the Pacers where he's putting up 20 and 20 and 20 and it's it's awesome. But um, ask him, ask anybody around the locker room. um, And what matters way more to him is the way the team's win loss record swung once he did improve. Um, And to see Brad do what he did all season long and to see Russ come in and and make the impact that he did. um, It is 100 percent. Absolutely. Without question everything that you look for um, when you go get get stars in this league. Um, Brad's a rock. Russ is a guy that the team brought in and and did exactly what they needed to do. And we, you know, we shouldn't take that for granted that we get to just watch that play out over the course of an entire season. Yeah. It's funny. We talk about marginal moves and everything from Tommy. It's like, well, he did
0: also make one of the like biggest trades of the whole season (laughs) right before it started. So, well, we won't continue to say he only does marginal things, I guess, moving forward. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, the evolution of Bradley Beal is just unbelievable, and I still think the league doesn't get it. Hopefully he gets All-NBA this year. I think he deserves it. I think the voters are recognizing it, but it's tough. We know that. It's hard to be one of the top 15 players in the league. Um, but he can continue – like, he – He's averaging 30 points a game consecutive years and still not shooting that well from three, which I think he knows he can do better. The free throws are a lot better this year. I think that helps him a lot getting to the line. He's top five and getting to the line. Defense was a lot better this year. You know, he worked on that. He studied a lot more to make sure his defense was up to prime. And it also helped. He didn't have to shoulder as much of the offensive load this year. Um, and then for Russ, I mean, it's just like you're watching a legend in action. And I think. That's how Brad feels about it, too. Like, there's so much mutual respect between those two because Brad is an elite player and scorer, and Russ understands that. And then Brad's, like, Russ is a Hall of Famer, first ballot, one of the best point guards, top, you know, 10 of all time, watching him every day and working with him and knowing his work ethic. And he kind of has that MJ swagger, right? So Brad loves that. So you combine those together, and it's just such a joy to watch because you feel like anything could happen on any given night. Um, and I know it it didn't come together in the playoffs, but like they were both battling injuries. The team was without three of its like starter caliber players, three of those seven guys we were talking about before. So I just think it was a pleasure the first year. Um, they'll have a full summer to work out together. The group in general, you have open gym to start the year, which is a huge difference from what we had this year. Get to build that chemistry, you know, right back up right away. I I think they'll have a better start next year. And um, it was certainly a pleasure to watch them ball this year. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for Wizards fans to see what this team has in store. Um, Like you said, we get very optimistic this time of year and everyone starts talking things up in the summer and all that stuff, but this team wants it. And I think that's the difference with the cultures. Like they want it. They want all of the glory of winning and and they've fought for that, you know, they've been down low. They've come from the bottom to get to this point. And, and it it feels so much better knowing where you were at one point to see your growth. So this year was a part of that path. It's by far uh, not a finished product. And and we'll see what happens. Um, it'll be a really quick offseason when you think about it, because you go from, you know, probably about a month or actually later this month is the lottery, um, NBA draft, workouts. The draft is at the end of July summer leagues in August. You got free agency right after that, the draft before summer league, typically um, mini camp. And then depending when the season starts again, like you're looking at only a month off or so before like preseason starts and training camp and open gym. So it's going to be a really quick off season, um, but everyone deserves a break us included. And that's why uh, we're going to let the players do most of the talking in the next couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Zach ran through basically everything there. The games may stop, but, um you know the, the the work that this front office does never never stops um and uh and we'll see it's going to be it's going to be a really fun off season to track I, I think Tommy his quote today I, I believe was this is they were proud of some of the things that this team accomplished but it's not a run it back there's there's room for improvement um and you know this team is in the category across the league where they still have to get better to reach their goals and they're going to do that over the course of this season and uh and we will we will cover it all on, on Wizards.com and uh, and all the, the social and digital platforms here. We uh thank all the fans, all you guys for listening throughout the season. Like I said, while the games, games are gonna stop. We're not. There's plenty to plenty to do, plenty to, to work through and talk through over the course of the next few months. Um, but with that, we're gonna throw it over to Bradley Beal and Robin Lopez to close this one out and to open up the exit interview series. We are joined now by Bradley Beal. Brad, thanks for taking the time, man.
2: Thanks
1: for having me, fellas. So it was a roller coaster season for you guys, but those high points were really, really fun, whether it was the crazy finish against Brooklyn uh, earlier this year where you guys scored like eight points in 12 seconds or 12 points in eight seconds or you dropping 60 on the Sixers or the the blowout win in the play-in against the Pacers. Is there a, a specific game or a highlight moment for either you or the team that you'll remember most about this season?
2: Oh, man, it was definitely, it was a crazy season, a lot of highs, a lot of lows, uh, but like you said, the high moments were definitely, were just that, uh, it's tough, man, we, I had some, I had individually some really good games, uh, I would say my career high at 60 would, would probably be one of my favorites playing against, playing against the Sixers, uh, that was fun, being in that environment, uh, it was tough because it was like playing pickup almost, so, no fans, just your team versus my team, who's, you know, who wants it. But uh, I would say, yeah, was, uh, I would say that. And I think us going, what were we go, 17-6, 17, whatever it was at the end of the year, I think I was just making that push. You know, I think that was, that was really – that
0: spoke volumes, you know, about um, our, the growth of our team from where we were at the beginning of the year. I know you talked about what you – your message to the team after the game last night, you, Russ, coach. Just how, how fun was this group to play with and and how proud are you of what you guys were able to do, you know, by season's end?
2: It was great. Uh, you know, just from a business and, you know, approach standpoint, it was easy. You know, it was easy to work with guys. Uh, it was easy to come to work every day. Um, and everybody was was a willing worker. Everybody was, you know, wanting to get better. Everybody wanted to learn. Uh, and so it, it just made – it pushed everybody to want to be better. It pushed everybody to um, – you know, pay more attention to film, pay more attention to detail, you know, stay in the gym more. Uh, so it's just an encouraging year. You know, it was, it was definitely great to be able to have and be a part of a group like this, Uh group of guys like this. And uh, <clears throat> I was fortunate. I was, I was definitely proud of everybody. You know, we have guys we brought up from the G. We have guys that were in and out of lineups. We have guys who got minutes who didn't get minutes, you know, but they stayed the course. You know, they didn't, you know, show any ill will to teammates, you know, so. Uh, you know, that was great to be a part of. And, you know, I'm happy with, with the way we competed, for sure.
1: You've spoken a lot about being very deliberate about your off seasons and always improving on something. If a young player were to ask you how to balance getting rest with improving their body, with improving their basketball skills, with studying and getting smarter about the game, what advice would you give them in terms of formulating the perfect off season?
2: Oh, it's tough. Every individual is different, you know. Uh, you have to really dial into, you know, uh, how do you learn, you know, how do you learn best? Like I'm a visual learner and like on hand, like hands on learn too. So like uh, I can look at something I do on the clip and I can literally go mimic the same thing Uh, or somebody can literally tell me right here and there what to do and I can go do it. So it's it's it's, it's, it's different levels to, you know, you know, what makes a player better. Uh, obviously it's for me personally, I'm always my toughest critic and my biggest thing, like I said earlier, is availability is, is my best attribute. Like as long as I'm available for my team, I trust the work that I put in and, you know, in the off season to be able to come out and do what I do. Uh, you know, so obviously that's where my rest comes in, you know, right after the season, like I won't touch a ball for a month, month and a half, I'll make sure my body shuts down and I get. All the rest that I can possibly get, you know, until I I start ramping back up, which is a, it's a slow ramp up, you know. I've I've been the guy who's been injured most of my career in the beginning of my years, so you know, my biggest thing is making sure I'm available at all times. So, taking care of my body is always key. Rest, recovery, and then uh, eventually ramping back up and improving my game.
0: Any other summer plans? I know you got you got the golden birthday coming up this year. If I'm not mistaken, it's
2: crazy, man. It's it's be twenty eight. So 28 on the 28th. So it's, it's actually came by fast. I didn't realize my birthday was a couple weeks to till, till <laughs> yesterday. So uh, i got to start planning for that. Uh, I didn't have anything really planned vacation-wise. Uh, i stay in D.C. for a little bit, uh, relax, and then uh, eventually head out west with the fam, go see my family in St. Louis and my uh, wife's family in LA.
1: Well, enjoy it, Brad. Thank you for everything this season, and best of luck with the offseason. Oh, we are joined now by Robin Lopez. Robin, it was a uh, it was an interesting year, ups and downs on and off the court for you guys. What will you remember most about this season?
3: Um, you know, I, I definitely think all of it is pretty indelible. Um, all of it's pretty integral to what we went through. But that last that last half of that last. Those last few months I think were really – those were something else.
0: You really uh, became a fan favorite even without fans most of the year, <laughs> Captain Hook. First of all, um, credit to Tanya, who's in our department, for coming up with that nickname for you. I don't know if you knew that, but she, uh, oh, she yeah. coined it Captain Hook, Impressive. which I think fits really well with your interests and your it play on the court. It certainly does, yeah. Um, what were, did you have previous nicknames over the years besides Rolo?
3: I've had a, a sideshow, sideshow Rob, okay, um, yeah, yeah. Sponge Rob, I've had <laughs> a few. I mean, it's it's kind of incredible that that one took so long because it seems so it seems so obvious in retrospect.
0: Well, also like until this year, I feel like other players actually took hook shots, and now maybe you're one of four guys who really <laughs> took it. That doesn't happen. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you, Vooch. Uh, JV, JV. Dwight, I guess sometimes he technically leads him, but he doesn't really shoot him as
1: much anymore. Mm-hmm. But well, and there can only be one captain hook, right? And it might as well be the guy that doesn't miss them.
0: Do you like so? Anyway, my question is for you like, do you feel like becoming like kind of known as that guy and shooting so well from that range on your hook shots is kind of almost like maybe extended your career more than you even thought it would? Just being a threat now down low again, like you were when you were younger? I mean,
3: certainly is an athletic shot. <laughs> I think if they can feel a way to wheel me up and down the corner at like 42, you know, if, as long as I can get to that somewhere, somewhere in the paint, yeah, I, I think I can maybe knock it down at that age. <laughs>
1: All right, Robin. Let's get to the important stuff, man. You've talked to us before about Lopez family vacations. What is planned for this summer, and what does Brooke have in store for himself when it comes to a competitive standpoint?
3: That's a that's a good question. Um, I think we're going to keep it domestic for, for now, at least. Um, I, but I think we're going to go into the big sky big sky territory. We're going to go out go out to Wyoming to a ranch or something. Do do a little horseback riding, fly fishing. Um, I think there, there'll be. Some, I think there'll be some. There'll be a nice competitive edge in that in that scenario in that setting.
0: And you obviously can't plan it with Brooks still in the playoffs. Um, or do you become a, a Bucks fan again after you play for them, rooting for him? Or you, no matter what, you're just rooting against your brother at all times.
3: I'm <laughs> fans of the individual players, and uh, but but not the uh, no.
0: So, so, you're rooting for the Bucks because you're you're still buddies with uh Giannis, Chris, and those guys. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. That's what I thought. Um, that's great. I mean, what else do you have planned this offseason? I mean, obviously, everyone's like, finally, we can go outside, we can like, explore the world again, uh, see family, friends. Like, do you have anything else that you're like really looking forward to?
3: I, you know what, I'm I'm actually going to try to go to Busch Gardens Williamsburg in the next few days. I'm a, oh, theme, yeah. I'm a theme park buff. Yeah. So, I'm going to see if, uh, if I can get out there. I think it's like a two and a half hour drive or yeah. something. I'm going to try to check that out.
0: Cool.
3: I was hoping that um, there would be a home nationals game on the schedule, but I think they're out of got town until to the 10th or something. Okay.
0: And you're heading out before then. I think so. Yeah. So you go back to, the to West Coast. West Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jackson, you got anything else?
1: I do not, Robin. Thank you so much for everything this season. I think it it goes without saying you've been a media favorite and kept these Zoom press conferences interesting and fun, and we appreciate that, and best of luck with everything this offseason, man. Oh,
3: thank you so much. It's been a true pleasure. Thanks, Mm bud.